um, at, the, at the start of the season, um, I was kind of like, I'm not, I'm not going to watch any, you know, shitty airplane movie on any of these flights. I'm going to spend um, every second on, on the planes either watching basketball film or reading a book, you know, personal development. So That was Finn Delaney, and this is Dug It, the podcast. Welcome to episode 63 of Dug It. I had a bit of a hiatus, took a bit of time off, not really. (laughs) Some of you might know, uh, my family and I opened up a luxury lodge in TRI New Zealand, TRI Lodge, uh, with a focus on sustainability and garden-to-table dining, and it's been bonkers busy. Um, I don't think any of us knew what we were in for. Even my mum and dad who have done just some crazy things in their lives and then they worked six years without a holiday, without one day off, something crazy. Um, and this is the hardest they've ever worked and this for me too. We've been doing the whole family and a few other friends and my girlfriend, we've all been doing 100 hour weeks for the last six months and for the last couple of years. And so the podcast has taken a back seat but um, equally I've been able to get a degree in hospitality uh, learned so many lessons about the industry luxury lodges about travel about how agents work um it's just been fascinating and i've been able to put the marketing and advertising hat back on which i've loved um just crushing out instagram and i've even had a billionaire book just from seeing a photo on one of our instagram posts um and fly all the way to new zealand just to stay at the lodge for a few nights it's amazing how you can connect and build an audience and 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 even create lifelong friends the amount of guests that arrived and left as friends is truly amazing and so many great stories as well which i'm wondering how i can tell because hospitality is just full of great stories but today i get to put the podcast hat back on and catch up with finn delaney and it's a delight to be able to share this one with you really excited about some of the opportunities from the lockdown including time to reconnect with friends, you know, work on exercise, health, and um, make a bit of a plan for life and do the things you love to do. And one of those for me is uh, podcasting and catching up with friends. So this ticks both those boxes. Uh, For those who don't know, Finn is a professional basketball player. He used to come to yoga and Studio Red where I used to teach. And I didn't realize he was so young. I just looked up his stats. He's 24 years old, 102 kilos. He's a beast. And he's two meters tall, so he's a proper athlete, and he can dunk a ball. Check out his Instagram; he's got some sweet highlights on there. Even if you're not even into sport, it's pretty impressive. And if you're into art as well, he's a really cool painter. He does kind of abstract Picasso's, uh, yeah, that, that kind of cubist movement. <laughs> he's quite into, um, but his artwork's really cool. Uh, he did this Last Supper piece, which I really loved. Um, and that's the, one of the things I love about Finn is with some of these young athletes that are come up, coming up that are really conscious and really curious and doing cool things and have different outlets and passions. I think it's just fascinating that they're carving their own path and um, maybe dunking a few balls on the way. So without further ado, uh, we'll get into the podcast. And if you haven't signed up already, sign up for the newsletter on dugget.nz i'm going to start sharing some really cool stuff favorite books 
movies, podcasts, other insights and delights. So jump onto the gram, jump onto the email, uh, let me know what you think of what you've been up to and we'd love to hear feedback too and any any other guests you think should jump on the podcast, I uh, would love to have them on. So really appreciate the support. Hope you dug this one. Here we go. The man himself, Mr. Finn. Don't delay Delaney. Then on a couple of your paintings in the background, are they? <laughs> no, nah, those aren't mine. Those are some stock standard um, ones that were just in my apartment. So I've been... Um, I've been in this apartment for about five months and I've been like looking at them every day, just getting closer and closer to painting over them and just, <laughs> just seeing what will happen when I leave. But um, I don't think I should do that. How are you, bro? Oh, good, good. It reminds me, do you know Andrew Steele? Uh, yeah, I know who he is, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, he he, uh, he was buying like op shop paintings like that and then, um, because they're kind of framed and they're normally cheap. You can buy them for like a dollar yeah. or two sometimes and then he'll yeah. paint, paint over them and stuff. It actually looks pretty cool. Yeah. But um, um, I've, I've done that a few times because it's, it's cheaper than buying the actual new canvas. <laughs> and then it's, it's a win-win. Yeah. What, where's, your, where's your apartment? Um, Spencer on, on Byron in um, Takapuna. Oh, nice. On the shore. Yeah, on the shore. Yeah. yeah. So you, you can, can you yeah. walk down to the beach then? Are you, uh, that must yeah. be within the... Radius. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where I've been spending my time. But it's, it's nice. During the season, we're in Australia most of the time. So um, it's nice to just come back to a little box. Cool, man. Uh, yeah, it's nothing like having a bit of a base. Because um, mm. what's the, so what, what part of the season um, were you in before, before lockdown down came in? Um, we finished about two months ago. So you're kind of in off off season anyway. Off season anyway. So we're one of the luckiest um, sporting teams anyway. We haven't lost or leagues. We haven't lost any um any games because of it. The the final series that didn't finish. They were two games short. But um, yeah, we we didn't lose any of our season. The breakers. Cool. Would you would you normally have an off season? Would you be in training or would this be holiday? This would be this would be playing. So normally we play in the off season. So I was about to go to Europe. And then I was about to go to Wellington to play um, as well. And that season's been suspended and hopefully it'll be um, picked up again in a couple of months. But if, if not, it'll just be a long, long off season. Cool. And you kick off in, what, a few, month, few months' time or something? It's supposed to be kicking off last night, um, but being oh, suspended. Yeah. yeah. And then breakers will pick up again in um, October, hopefully. Cool, man. So... Yeah. Because what what's I had, a, I had a couple of questions. One was from um, Stu. Just while uh, I don't know if you know Stu. He was a yoga teacher at Red as well. Um, I don't. I saw the question though. Yeah, asking about because I mean I, I'm always intrigued on 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 you know the different contracts and seasons. You know, it's interesting with the cricketers yeah. doing the IPL and they do these million dollar. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. We we had one of the English cricketers stay with us the other day, and he was just kind of finishing up as IPL came in, and he was talking about the corruption over there, and it's just this massive money laundering thing. But you just hear about yeah. Kiwis like if yeah. they get in there, they get a million dollar payday to play a few months. Yeah, um, it's amazing. 
and then with all the rugby guys now doing the Spain and the Japan contracts, like mm. I, I got to meet Dan Carter at all this all press event and like talking about how he's, he's in his last season in Japan, but they can do these like double seasons now. And um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I think Stu was asking about Serbia, but I'll, I'll add on to that. How does that work? So you have a contract with the breakers Mm. To, and you fulfill like X amount of, you know, a season there, and then and then you're free to play in other leagues around the world. Or how does it kind of work yeah. out? Yeah, yeah. Basically, I'll give you a rundown. So, um, contracted with the Breakers for t- for twelve months a year, and obviously me now for the next two years. Um, but the season runs from um, preseason starts in late August. Um, the season starts in about October and runs through to about March. Um, March, late March, if, if you're going all the way. Um, and then the rest of the year, there's, there's various, various different leagues. So the, the European season's a very long basketball season. So it goes for about 10 months. So that, that'll go for about three, four months after our season finishes. So like I did last year in Serbia or was close to doing this year, um, a, a lot of the boys will take up short-term contracts to finish up the, the league, finish up the European season to go earn, you know, four extra months of income or um, on top of the breakers um, salary um, and play, play good basketball over there or the, the New Zealand, um, the New Zealand domestic league is, is about a three month short season just within New Zealand. And that's in the, the off season of, um, of, of the, of the NBL. So, I mean, the bonus of that is, you know, keeping fit, um, making a little bit of extra money, um, playing in New Zealand, staying in New Zealand. So, so yeah. So, so last year I joined the, um, my club in Serbia and finished the, the European season. So, I mean, to answer Stu's question, I thought it was a cool question. It's obviously, um, uh, a, you know, a pretty crazy part of the world, um, ex-Yugoslavia, um, you know, centuries of um, civil war and things like that. So it's it's really interesting part of the world to be in. Firstly, that the basketball's fantastic. They're kind of number, number two in the world. So um, they're crazy as well, like crazy fans, um, crazy trainings. Um, is that number, yeah, number two and number two in terms of a, a league or a, a a nation or why is the basketball so quality so high? Yeah, that's that's an interesting question to to ask. Really, I think they're just just basketball mad. I think number two in terms of just historical um, competitiveness, really, obviously behind the US. Um, yeah, I mean, um, it was a great time. Great time to be over there. A lot of growth um, as a basketball player, but also like as a, as a person being um, alone in kind of suburban Eastern Europe. Um, so I was situated in a suburb in, in Belgrade um, that was like a little bit of a nickname, but the like a gypsy commune or a village. You know, it was pretty interesting. Um, you know, living in suburban Serbia, it's kind of not the most you know comfortable um, existence, but it's you know it's amazing. It was a you know really good time um, in my life to, to grow as a as a person and be uncomfortable for a while. I kind of you know really loved it, especially being by myself for you know, 80% of the time. Um, but What's yeah, it, I, I don't. What was on. your what was your setup there? Are you are you like they, they, I, I guess they'd give you accommodation and mm. but what about the language barriers and or is it everyone speaking English or what's the initiation like because that'd be a yeah. huge leap. 
Yeah, I didn't, it all happened so quick. They kind of got offered the contract and I was already overseas and just jumped on it and kind of kind of went. And then it was kind of baptism by fire, really. It was, um, as you said, a huge language barrier. So English um, English is taught in schools, but they don't, they kind of re- reject it a, a little bit. So you have some teammates that can speak um, borderline fluent English and then some teammates that just can't speak English. So you can't, you have teammates that you can't have conversations with that you're around every day, living with some of them in the same apartment building. Um, I have my own apartment, but in the same apartment building. Um, and during trainings, you know, you can't, you know, communicate with them. The, the coaches speak varied levels of, of English. Um, so you kind of have to learn a little bit of Serbian, a little bit of Serb Croat to, you know, the basketball terms and how to kind of um, have jokes with your teammates and kind of build those relationships. But um, probably that was probably the biggest, uh, transitional, um, transitional problem really it was, was the language barrier with teammates and, um, not being able to speak to, to them or in the grocery store, you don't know what you're buying half the time. And, um, but yeah, other than that, it was great. I had my, I had my own apartment. Um, they looked up in pretty well. So, um, yeah. Cool, man. And what was, and Stu was just saying, what's the what's the difference between their development at the youth level and in New Zealand? Cause I, I noticed that with um, like in, in, in soccer and golf, you know, anyone who is any good kind of went to the States because they had this amazing collegiate system and uh, this whole infrastructure. And in New Zealand for like golf and football at the time, it was like, there wasn't any college system. You kind of left to your own devices a little bit, unless you're in like a New Zealand Academy already. Um, mm. have they, have they got, you're saying it's a basketball mad country. Do they have like a lot of, uh, like great youth leagues and systems in place? Yeah. Do you notice many main, any big difference between? Yeah, your- there's, there's huge difference between, um, New Zealand development in terms of all sports and kind of how they, how they do it in Eastern Europe anyway. Um, they don't necessarily have the resources of. Um, amazing facilities like the US or money, but what they have is just discipline and hard, hard work and, and a process. So I was um, at a club called FMP um, and FMP had their own school. So they had the FMP high, FMP is a basketball club, but they had the FMP basketball club high school and um, primary school, they don't call it that, but the equivalent. So these kids at a young age come to FMP um, and just basically just develop. So these young kids would be running around. And when I say develop, I mean, I've never seen people work so hard. You know what I mean? I mean, like training three times a day, every day for hours, basketball, sprinting up, down, you know, go and eat some hot dogs and some cabbage and then come back and do it again for two hours and up, down, up, down, go get some chocolate milk, come do it again, up, down for hours, you know, just the, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, the, the mentality over there is tough. You, you know, it's they they will, um, you know, build diamonds out of pressure. You know, they'll crack a hundred backs to kind of <laughs> get one to kind of stand up. But um, yeah, it's it's tough. You know, the kids over there are ran ran in their faces a lot harder than they a lot harder than they are here. Um, which I don't think is a great thing. But it's you know, it's yeah, they just drill them, run them, drill them. Again and again and again and again. Yeah, it's interesting. It, you could imagine there's pros and cons to that. Like maybe it destroys some creativity, but then 
on on the other mm-hmm. side i i quite like thrived off those more disciplined environments um myself but it's a yeah interesting interesting balance um yeah that's that's fascinating i think i noticed it with a lot of like russian friends and i got a russian friend yeah. like this guy and just culturally so <laughs> different and so, such straight shooters um yep, yeah and, and then and then how often they'll balance it out by drinking or partying like yeah one of the guys was like a reformed alcoholic and now he's into gymnastics yeah. but he takes that same like just <laughs> hardcore approach um yeah i thought yeah, it was I, culturally so I, different I don't know how some of my teammates did it. You know, like you said, that you know the club scene's pretty big in, in Belgrade, and some teammates have a lot of fun and then turn up to the facility, at, you know, eight a.m. in the morning, straight from, straight from town, and just you know back at it, just you know balls against the wall, just running, 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 and they just, you know, I guess put one foot in front of the next and just keep going. We had these Russian guests stay with us. I don't know what to expect. You know, Russian squillionaires um, this mm. summer, but they had a whole family. And they were up till two in the morning drinking, you know, champagne top, you know, all the liqueurs um, sitting by the fire. And then you think, and then the kids are waking them up at five in the morning watching Lord of the Rings. And then they're going, then they're having champagne for breakfast, like ordering top shelf <laughs> and, um, and then hiking all day and, and, and no, just no effect. It's like they'd never been told there's such a thing as a hangover. And, um, yeah. and I was like, some people are just must be wow. conditioned for it, but obviously they're not athletes as well. So, yeah, you know, it must have some effect. Um, Cause what's your, what's your uh, regime and routine and diet and everything like at the moment or in general, do you yeah, it, conscious guy? Yeah, I, I try to be. Um, <laughs> that, that's interesting. You know, as you said, being a conscious guy, I'm just thinking maybe with the Russians, if it helps not to be a conscious guy, you know what I mean? And it, it's like, actually, is it best to be ignorant about this and just like not have this, um, this experience of how I should eat and how I should train and how I should sleep and not drink. And, but um, yeah, that, to answer your question, it, it changes it kind of every part of the year and what kind of um, stage you're in. I mean, I came out of like a very intense season where, you know, my fitness is up here and my body's up here and then kind of into um, a break and then had like an off season where it's right back up training, training hard and then suddenly lockdown. So at, at the moment it's um, not, not relaxed, but, you know, semi-relaxed, just kind of keeping as fit as I can and, and working on um, a lot of kind of pre-heavy injury prevention stuff, um, core strength, mobility and, and keeping fit. I can never kind of keep the same intensity in training as I could if I was, you know, with the team training or with a trainer. So I think it's just about um, after lockdown, being in a position to, you know, really hit the floor running and um, kind of exponentially be able to train um, harder than if I came out kind of unfit. Um, and, and then eating wise, just um, like, like always, just, you know, balance, but, you know, no, no, no shitty sort of food, no um, very minimal alcohol. And then, um, good proteins and lots of greens. Yeah, but well, are you a bit of a chef yourself because everyone's having to cook at the moment. So <laughs> I'm, I'm turning into Gordon Ramsay. Now. <laughs> Tell you what, I'm cooking. Um, oh, just I've never, I didn't know I could cook until until lockdown. But um, yeah, I've 
you know, like everyone with the, with the time, I've been, you know, exploring some recipes and um, cooking some nice omelets in the mornings and big salads for lunches. And then um, my, my partner's a nurse, so she's she's off working a, a lot at the moment. And then I was, you know, cooking dinner and enjoying that. Did you have a favorite restaurant or a kind of spot cafe in town um, before lockdown? Was before there a, lockdown. Yeah. Um, frequent to, to Jan, Takapuna. Yeah. Um, just a local, just around the corner. There's, you know, spoiled with cafes wherever you are in New Zealand, really, but also on the shore. Um, Little and Friday in, in Belmont as well, I really like. So um, we get down there a bit. Sweet potato. Yeah. And how's it with the, um, sorry, your partner's name again? Caitlin. Caitlin, Caitlin, she's a um, pediatric nurse at Starship. Cool. So, how does um, how because you guys have been together a long time, haven't you? Since about five years now. Yeah, like mm. that's neat. How's it been with um, the relationship on the road when you're traveling, uh, and away so much, and obviously should be doing interesting hours as well, being a nurse. Um, um, yeah, it's obviously not not ideal. Whenever I'm away, it's when I went to Serbia, I was there for about four months. She got over for about three and a half weeks. Um, just do our best. You know, she did her schooling in Nelson as well, so she should be up and down to, to Auckland and um, lots of flights are up and down. And then you just kind of work, work through those times and then um, you know get, get back to get back together when you can and just make it work. That's cool. I, mean, I imagine it's. Um pretty humbling about to talk to her. I, I remember going to Starship with our ad agency and we did a, a, a like a lunch there. I think corporates do mm. different days there at Starship and geez. Yeah. If you're not grateful, like just go to Starship for a day and see the family. And I noticed a lot, so many of the families there are poor Polynesian, um, you know, mm. and it's, um, it is a really humbling place to be. Uh, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I feel like someone like that would be grounded, you know, as soon as you get yeah. to <laughs> on your new, yeah. new, new kicks, you know, it'd be like, oh, that's right. You know, there's people going through a lot. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, she, uh, yeah, so she deals with, you know, the pediatric side of it. Pediatric side of it. So she sees um, horrific stuff at a very early age um, and then kind of comes home and, um, we, we don't talk about it too much, you know, she, she's a professional and, and, and they, they deal with it. But um, yeah, like you said, it's obviously if you're not grateful, it's, you know, someone like that's just getting perspective thrown at them, you know, um, for nine hours a day, every day. So um, it is humbling um, hearing about some things and not too much, obviously, with patient confidentiality, but um, background of some stuff. And then just, um, like you said, perspective, gratitude that comes from that is, is um, enormous. Yeah, I feel like nurses are just amazing empathy and um, healing healing powers. Eh? It must be good to have that in your in your team. Hundred percent, hundred percent. With the with the what kind of team do you have with trainers and like rehab? I mean, because it was interesting chatting to Coach Suns, who does like mm-hmm. Israel Adesanya, and I, I know Tob Amacrombie's with him, and the basketballers, mm-hmm. sprinters. He's got what Quade Cooper and Sonny Bill and a whole lot mm-hmm. of the rugby guys too. And they've got an awesome culture for like strength training. And he's just a mm-hmm. hilarious dude. Have you got <laughs> a bit of a um, team as, as, as well, like personally, or, or is it just through the breakers? Um, 
Or yeah, I've, 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 I've got both. I obviously try and stay on, on top of all of that stuff. So I've had um, a very good relationship with a um, strength coach who I, who I think is world-class and, and nutritionist, Jason Jason Hilkema, um, and, and Nelson and his partner, Laurie, Laurie Boucher at um, Tasman Performance. Uh, um, I've been with for, for years and years, work, or not years and years working with... Um, with with them and then I'm um, at the break is where we have a great staff as well. You know, three coaches, um, strength coach, physios. So kind of that relationship gets um, blended together and their eyes get um, brainstormed, their ideas get um, um, brainstormed and then we kind of work out a plan and, and move forward. But um, whenever I'm home in, in Nelson I'm, or in the off season or um, through the season as well, I'm working with Jason and um, strength stuff, speed stuff, power and, and all that. Um, he kind of covers everything and then, um, the, the breakers staff kind of work on the um, day day to day kind of um, oiling of the oiling of the machine and then uh, helping out in the road and things like that. So um, team effort. But yeah, I'm really lucky that I got you know such a good um, group of people that that I really trust. You know, the trust side of it um, is, is huge, and you build those relationships over years. And you know, the, the breakers kind of know that as well. So they're so open open about athletes like, like Tom still working with. Um, sons and um, me working with Jason and Laurie and um, you know other people with with things. Yeah, cool. I mean, because you're you're quite a tall, lean guy. Is there anything you work on, uh, like in particular? Do you try and like talking about the hops for like fast twitch, <laughs> yeah. or is it more? Yeah. Um, you know, because often the strength and conditioning and all that uh, mm. rehab rehab stuff's often more balancing out you know all the stuff you're doing on the court but um yeah i know that i listened to yeah. a guy gary v was talking about how big some of these nba trainers are and the off-season yeah. camps and like the whole yeah. culture behind it i thought it's just you know it's not really a sport i played a lot but um mm. just fascinated with what 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 kind of training are you doing and in, in rehab and yeah yeah, something I love about basketball in, in terms of training is that it opens the door to, to everything. I think it's the, the ideal sport on a on a physiological on a physiological point of view because you need to be strong, you need to be fast, powerful, um, dynamic. You have to have great mobility, flexibility, injury prevention, all of that sort of stuff. And then the mental side of it um, is, you know, by far the most important. Kind of doing that and then um, being able to make decisions on the fly and um, the coordination that goes with that and, and knowing the game. So, um, you know, really I, I can answer that question with, with saying anything, you know, there's obviously um, grow, growing up, you want to have, you know, your base level of, of strength um, and, and power and, and, and speed. So a lot of um, Olympic lifting, a lot of plyometrics. Um, and then um, especially throughout the season, like, you know, almost sort of 50% even more of your, of your uh, of your workouts or um, your focus is kind of injury prevention, mobility, um, flexibility. You know, keeping on top of niggles and um, but through the season we, we travel so much. There's so much playing, so a lot of it's and playing. You know, two games a week and then training and then flying to international back and forth. It's almost like um, you know damage control just <laughs> during the during the week and then you know you get your top ups of. Um, you know, strength, speed, power, um, whatever anyone needs. So, um, yeah, I hope I answered your question there. But that's that is yeah. With basketball, it's you, you need so so much different a- attributes of, um, but being an athlete, I guess, which is something that I I truly love about it. Yeah, I mean, I I just love the 
Oh, there's that Facebook documentary, Tom vs. Time. Tom Brady, have you, have you seen that? Tom vs. Time? Yeah, I'm going to have to write that down. But, yeah. Man, because I, I was listening to um, Kelly Slater talk about how instead of doing, like a lot of guys are just getting hammered on tour, surfing, mm. just partying super hard, and then they'll just do like some crazy workouts. Um, mm. And he was, he was like, well, I'm going to be in this forever, so I'm going to, I just eat real clean. I'm not, I'm just going to, when everyone's out, just getting hammered, I'm going to train and get an early night's sleep. And then, but he was really into like golf and just chilling out and then just doing training that was specific to surfing. And Tom Brady's, I think he's got faster and stronger in his like forties. He was a bit the same and he he has get, it was the documentary is fascinating because he does heaps of just body weight, explosive, plyometric kind of stuff with bands mm. with his trainer like resisting him with um you know like those the kind of those harnesses on he's got someone holding him yeah. back yeah. Yeah. All, all of this and and so much band band work like the resistance is just kind of that elastic work and then mm. he had, and then his trainer was just giving him massage um like kind of massage fascial rolfing stuff every like multiple times a day and obviously he's a bit older so he's probably looking for you know to keep the tissue soft and and but it was super interesting like and then i spoke to dan carter i'm like you know who's your hero and he's like kelly slater and tom brady i think those guys have got the most longevity you know kelly slater i think was like 12 years or 15 years older than the next guy on tour or yeah it was insane um So I, I just thought that was really interesting from like an inspirational kind of longevity. Yeah. Training yeah point inter- of view. Interesting. Both of those athletes I haven't logged into too much. So I, I, you know, I will um, appreciate that. But something that, that I have heard about Tom Brady is how meticulous he is with his, his sleep routine. Mm. And he just has to be, you know, LeBron James is the same, I think, especially and his meditation. But um, with Tom Brady, I just feel it's just, at a certain certain hour of the day, the phones go away. You know, the the blue light goes away. The the window, the shutters get closed. You know, all light gets gets closed. And then, um, yeah, that, that that's that's really amazing, especially when you look at people like Kelly, um, Tom Brady, uh, LeBron James. They they just get better with, with age. You know, they almost defy the the theories of of when you're at your peak and when, when your body's kind of coming into your into your peak. I guess if you can ex- extend that out and then um, you know, mentally you're only getting better and better, you know, so, um, if your body can keep up with you, you're only going to get better as a, as an athlete, as a surfer or a football player. Yeah. I remember I was chatting to you about this ring, eh? the aura ring, yeah. and the research on sleep. Have you, cause, oh, I feel like that's just a hidden, um, like the biggest performance enhancer there is. Have you, have you been trying to tap into, you know, a sleep routine or, because I'd find it hard, quite hard, like before a big golf tournament or something, you'd be quite pumped up and often it's difficult to sleep. Mm. But have you got ways to manage that? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I use a Garmin, Garmin watch to, to track my sleep. I don't, um, I, I don't try and stay too, I don't try and get too far into it to the point where I'm, I'm relying, on, relying on data, especially during the season, because I, I like to kind of feel like I'm on top of it myself. Um, but the hardest thing I find during our season is that we're in so many different time zones, so many, um, so much different uh, travel 
Um, but, but a few things that help is just, um, you know, like any, any sort of, of training, there's no secret. You know, I think it's just, you just have to get off your phone. You have to get in bed. You have to turn the lights off early enough. You have to get under the covers, do, do, do your breathing and, and then, um, um, and, and, and get to bed and, and get to sleep. There's really no um, secret to it, really. I mean, obviously, ca- 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 cutting caffeine later in the day is, is huge. Um, supplement, supplementing with melatonin throughout, throughout the season and also um, CoQ10 as well throughout the season. Um, Jason put me onto my, my trainer, which I feel like helped, helped a heap, especially with, um, especially with um, the, the travel and, and going through time zone. I think it helps with... Um, with the body getting to the uh, the required time zone, I think they give it to pilots as well because they found throughout their throughout their lives they were aging so much quicker just because of going through so many different time zones. But um, yeah, like I said, no no magic recipe. Just you know, get the fuck off your phone, get the bed. Really, yeah, it's interesting. Like we're and um, at the lodge, we got this cool in this cool studio, but I hadn't slept in it because we've we've moved into all the rooms that normally rent, rented for guests, but I noticed a lot of the devices like, um, like the little Wi-Fi decoder and the sky box in the corner and the computer, like everything's got these blue lights on. Mm. And, and so I've been taping over the, and apparently it's a quite a good trip for like traveling with like some black duct tape. Okay. Those, <laughs> you know, there's so many things and some of them you can't turn off, but, um, and I've been unplugging the Wi-Fi, which I think has been helping uh, at night. But um, yeah, that's interesting. Who were the? Uh, how was um, like Kobe's passing? Because that was like I don't even follow basketball that much. But man, the dude was an icon. Um, yeah, obviously. Um... Well, it was something that happened so sudden and so surreal. It's kind of, you don't really process it, even at the time. You know, I kind of grew up watching the guy so much. Obviously, never met him or never knew him, but immediately just thought of his family um, and, and, his, and his daughter that was in the crash and his, his other daughters. But um, just tragic, obviously, shook the, shook the basketball world, someone that had been so iconic. And the way people train and the way people um, play the game, it's um, just surreal was just a surreal yeah because yeah, i feel like his i don't know from what i knew like his legacy to keep training harder and being mm. better is like yeah, yeah. Just phenomenal work ethic um yeah like a lot of those guys but i i, I found another uh yeah interesting insight was it was equally focused in business as well and mm. um is that something you look at, you know, because a lot of, you hear these like horror stories of guys making all this money or like, you yeah. know, um, I think, in, is it NFL, like the career length lifespans, like a few years for gridiron mm. players and and a lot of these guys aren't taught, you know, money management, uh, you know, I wasn't mm. really taught that at school or business advice or um yeah, I think it's quite interesting. Like, I look at someone like Israel Adesanya, who's just gone crazy. Mm. He's got a whole team around him. He's got amazing guys doing documentaries. And it looks like he's got a pretty epic business team around him as well. Um, yeah, awesome. Is that, yeah, is that something you think 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 much about or have much support around? Yeah, 100%.
in, in my life on the on the business side of on the business side of things and the, the financial literacy um, side of things. That the, the most important thing for me is just just upskilling myself and financial literacy and doing the, the reading and um, how to invest and um, uh, the realistic you know expectations of, of investing and 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 things like that. Um, so yeah, investing has been um, an interest of mine for the past few years and, and something that um, I'll continue to learn about and continue to practice and. Um, I really, really love it now. And it's just, um, you know, like anything, building that interest and in, uh, financial literacy and pursuing it, you know, doing your reading and, and your studying. And um, it's a huge part of how I'm kind of spending my, spending my time now during, during the lockout and um, lockdown. And yeah, I'm, you know, not too business savvy in terms of in leading a business or, or focused on, on that at this point in my life, but definitely money management, um, investment, um, and just curiosity towards towards those things are huge. Yeah, any, any favorite books or, or uh, anything that comes to mind? Because you're also um like I love it how you're dabbling in the art as well. Like Paul Chick, yeah, um, he always talks about you know art is like uh, something for the soul, and people lose the play and the creativity. Mm. And um, it's cool that you have that as well. Uh, where's that? Where's that coming from? Um, the, the, the creative side, yeah. I mean, that's definitely the, the biggest side of me outside of basketball, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, the creative journey starts a long time ago. I, I, th- I mean, just like anyone in any journey, but um, growing up in, in a small town in Nelson, you kind of have such a kind of uh, eclectic eclectic group of uh, influences on you growing up and the, the, the creatives were um, pretty huge in that. My parents are... Uh, in medicine, but, um, you know, have great taste, love art, always had, you know, Pablo Picasso coffee table books out and Salvador Dali and things like that. So I was hugely influenced um, through that. And then um, just like anything, it became a huge interest that um, I pursued and, you know, fell in love with painting and, and drawing and um, graffiti at the time and, and things like that. And um, just like anything you kind of jump down that wormhole with with a bit of work ethic and, and love for something that just you know that wormhole gets very deep and you get into it and then you get into um the the writing side of it or you know the cinematic side of it as well and it's kind of just grows yeah as, as your favorite artist because you, you kind of like your work's quite cubist or you know yeah. that, like uh i love the basket style works as well yeah. which you kind of like looks like your channel is there um yeah is, is there some guys you love like uh, artists yeah there's, there's definitely guys guys i love um having a favorite is kind of asking like a favorite song you know it depends <laughs> what, what what side of the bed you get up in the morning what the weather looks like but um definitely you know picasso um jean-michel basquiat uh heaps you know andy warhol um pollock uh you know, you can kind of go on and on and talk about favorites and, and influences and um but yeah, yeah those are some of some of the guys that i really love at the moment have you seen that movie after is it after midnight with owen wilson i think it is i have <laughs> i have i love yeah. that film like <laughs> that's a great movie <laughs> you know just seeing how human these guys probably were yeah um mm. You know, like everyone, this guy Demartini talks about everyone as the hero and the villain. You know, mm. um, yeah, and you know everyone's flawed in some way. But I just thought Picasso, and with all his women and the muses, and, yeah, and then yeah. 
and Hemingway, just how yeah, like blunt and I was just so good. I just love the way Hemingway talks about everything with um yeah in that film in particular. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Art, yeah, arts. I feel like when you don't do art or drawing or writing or something for a while, you forget the the play and you know I've yeah. met, I used to do it all the time. I haven't done anything for a few months and yeah they'll see you painting or someone else and and or see a movie like that i'm like wow there's something to um you know there's something special about the arts yeah 100 it's obviously a you know a completely different world to the the world of athletics and, and training and, and basketball and it's also it's just fantastic for me to be able to jump into like you said that world you know and be immersed in it so heavily and then jump back into this world and be able to um follow this and pursue this and I think there is definitely overlaps with with uh, creativity and sports and things like that but um, it's definitely a great way to be able to escape from um, the stress of you know my job and, and get, get away and kind of enjoy that and then escape the stress of art to get away into my job you know? <laughs> <laughs> balance it out and um, yeah. what uh, Mike on the Instagram was asking where do you think Mallow will go in the draft and what's it like playing against him? Um, what will the NBL landscape look like this year? But yeah, um, talk, talking about Mello. Um, so is he? Yeah. Uh, was was he in the NBL? Was he or was it? Yeah. So so for some background, Mello's the um, one of the big baller brand kids that was kind of a, a teenage sensation that came and played for the. Illawarra Hawks and the, the he's 18 years old um, comes from a you know famous family, kind of the Kardashians of of the basketball world really, um, and but he's an extremely um, amazing basketball player and came and played for the Illawarra Hawks as a 17 year 17 18 year old in, in the NBL um, and then will be a um, NBA draft pick this this draft if uh, COVID 19 allows the, the draft to go ahead but. Um, yeah, it was great playing against him. Um, yeah, he was a you know a talented kid, and I think he'll go very high in the draft. I honestly don't know um, the ins and outs of the, the recruiting world and um, how a kid like that's that's ranked against against others. But um, it was great for for the NBL to have a program where they bring kind of the the most talented eighteen year olds if they obviously if they want to to come and play here instead of um, playing in the NCAA college college route going professionally straight away and. Um, just for one year and then going to the NBA draft. So um, it was cool playing against them. Um, only played one game. He, he had a really good game. I think we, we came and we ended up winning it, So, which is always great. And then um, to, to answer the question about the NBA landscape, I, I really can't um, you know, answer that at all because I, I honestly don't know whatsoever. I don't think anyone knows what, um, what lots of factions of the world will look like post-coronavirus, especially the professional world professional um sporting world's getting shaken up pretty heavy so um who knows one to um just wait and see with yeah it's interesting people almost i heard ryan fox talking about in the news the other night that you know people appreciate sport even more mm. and how i just noticed how um interwoven it is yeah i used to watch it religiously but there's just a few things i'd still tune into like this masters week for the golf this week i'm mm. like normally that would just be 
you know, it goes yeah. without saying. It's like, well, it's on, and you kind of watch it, and, and you kind of, yeah. you know, the updates, and you're like, well, it's not, you know, it's like a big part of culture. Um, yeah, it's just interesting, those, exactly. those elements of culture, which you really miss, and then you see all the kids doing something fun yeah. at home, like trying to, trying yeah. to create their own trying sport. Or, yeah. Emulate it and trick shots and yeah. home workout videos and everything. <laughs> yeah, it just gets yeah. channeled in different ways. Eh? Um, yeah. And, and it was interesting, I, I only posted it the other day about the barefoot stuff and like LeBron James's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I remember seeing that and then I've been, I've been working through the foot issues myself. Is there... Do you have... Um, like any issues from you know being on a flat basketball court and being in trainers and because you know it's a lot of repetitive stuff that guy mm. Edo I trained with that guy Edo Portel and he, he coached Conor McGregor and all these guys different sport guys but he talked about you know gymnasts will get issues with their hands because the bars the same width okay and, and anything that anyone does which is like really repetitive um you know, the body's not really made to just just do press-ups perfectly in this direction because as soon as your arm's over mm. here, then you can injury. Yeah. Or, and so he was big into this, you know, like doing stuff in bare feet, you know, hanging off trees, doing, you know, nothing in nature's kind of flat. Um, mm. I don't know how, whether that resonates or you think, or, or that's a consideration with your, you know, training off season whether you're doing beach sprints or mm. stuff for your feet or your um yeah is it is that something that you thought about or something that's that's yeah not so much but um definitely have i mean um i've had trainers that you know like to warm us up with with bare feet on and lots of balance work and i've definitely you know had some, some time with some very black tone you know, changing directions very quickly and stopping very quickly on a, on a hard basketball surface. Um, and, you know, ankle injuries are definitely part of, part of being a basketball player. So I'm definitely mindful of kind of the balance aspect with, with, with no shoes on, rolling my feet out with, you know, a, a hard ball and um, spending, you know, spending a fair bit of time um, barefoot. You know, I love to be barefoot anyway. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something I saw your post and kind of, kind of clicked into it and remember looking at the, the toe stretches. Yeah. as well i think i can could really benefit from though mine are always kind of quite wonky and um it's crazy that you know like you said that repetitive movement over, over years can really change the the way your feet look as as well and the feet how they're shaped and things like that it's um definitely a thing i, I probably should and a lot of athletes should explore more yeah i was just fascinated how i think a lot of strength trainers look at the feet now as like a missing link for that extra five percent or you know, with weightlifting and things like that. I know this guy Paul Cheek talks a lot about it, but then um then I'm equally amazed how the body can function with all kinds of issues <laughs> and still yeah. you know, it's yeah. like people can have one leg shorter than the other or you know, and yeah have amazing careers, yeah. um or yeah. you know, guys with fused backs and it's like not yeah. ideal, yeah. but it's amazing what people can do and what surgery and um but yeah, the 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 shoe thing is just is just interesting because the shoe culture around basketball is just so huge as well. It's... Yeah, it is huge. It's ridiculously huge. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely don't um, try and you know reject it. Or I you know don't own a single pair of Jordans or or anything like that. It's definitely not not my scene. But um, yeah, the shoe shoe culture is huge. You know, I'm definitely uh, very conscious with you know what shoes I wear 
um, on the court. I like to wear kind of half size bigger and um, I'm kind of a 14 and a half. Um, so I can wear most 14s and most 15s, um, funnily enough. But I kind of opt for the, for the bigger ones with um, kind of more room and, and an extra pair of um, socks for for more cushioning. It just, you know, suits me, suits me more. Um, my toes don't get so sore as well. So um, definitely conscious with, with the shoes I wear for sure. That's cool. And what's um, what's the what's the dream? Is there the dream? Um, I mean, ultimately, in basketball, basketball, my basketball dream. Um, ultimately, to play in the the NBA, uh, for sure, which is anyone any basketball player's dream. I'm also um, hugely invested in, um, you know, firstly winning a championship in the in the, in the NBL with, with the Breakers, and um, want multiple of those, and also to you know to play very high high level Europe as well. I love the European game of basketball. Um, how they play over there is just so pure. It's kind of almost an, an art form in itself. Um, so, you know, if I can do all of those, it'd be a very successful career, but we'll, 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 see, where we, we'll see where we get to. Yeah, has that been the, I, I guess, the kind of dream all along? Just Because uh, it's interesting, that, um, I listen to this guy, Dean Martini, talk about, you know, your life can only ever, it, it can't really exceed your dream. So, mm. you know, like Elon Musk, has a dream to go to Mars, you know, take the planet to Mars. So he'll, I love Elon. Yeah. He, <laughs> you know, he, he'll, he'll be able to land on the moon because he wants to go to Mars, but he'll, um, and, yeah. and, and the all blacks, I know they had their motto was not to be, not to win the world cup, but to be the greatest team of all time mm. or, you know, like having a goal or, a, or um, the other interesting thing he said, Di Martini was also that, your you know if you want to look after yourself you know you need someone else to look after if you want to do something for your family you need a community to look after or yeah. you know your the your sure. aspirations had to be bigger than where you actually ended up um yeah i i definitely don't believe in, in setting re- realistic you know i don't think you have to set realistic goals i mean as soon as you kind of add the, the realistic part of it you're only kind of adding um, human opinion and into that, you know what I mean? Which is, and, and, um, we, we really, if you, you want to dream of, you know, sending a rocket ship to Mars and there's, there's no problem, there's no problem with that. Like I've literally had dreams of, you know, winning in the NBA championships and, and being the MVP and, and things like that and, and Euro league championships. And, you know, a lot of, um, other people's opinions would, would be that that's, you know, not realistic, you know, so, um, you definitely can't, can't listen to that and you have to, um, like, 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 yeah, just like you're saying, just you know, go balls out and just dream of dream wildly. <laughs> and uh, have you got you know mentioning Elon or is there any other heroes, that, guys that inspire you or books or movies you've seen that have mm. um, got you going? Lots, lots actually. Um, yeah, I'm a big Elon Elon Musk follower. I'm looking forward to dr- driving a Tesla <laughs> when I can. Oh, have you, have you um, even been in one yet? I've been in one yet, test test driven, uh, test driven. So yeah, test driven a couple times actually. So um, my my brother's an even bigger uh, Tesla and Elon Musk fan than I am. So uh, yeah, have have you? Oh, we we just had yeah, I've been in one once or twice, but we had a we had one of the charging net guys. He's he's one of the guys that's part of the team putting all the charge stations through New Zealand. Yeah, he stayed the other night with a Model Three, the performance one. Mm. 
And like when I did a test drive or something, it was pretty stock standard going down the road. It was cool. But he's like, yeah. go as fast as you want. Like, let's go. Yeah. And it was phenomenal. I was, I felt like I'd been on a roller coaster. I actually felt pretty queasy for about a couple of hours afterwards because it was, yeah. the acceleration was insane. Like my neck was sore from just like yeah. being pinned into my seat. And then the handling and just the whole, the whole experience was just um, mm. phenomenal. And like designing a, a car from the ground up, it was just, you yeah. know, everything's different. You know, there's no limits to what, I, yeah. was, I, I thought it was like 10 years ahead of anything else I've seen. Yeah. I, um, I, I highly recommend anyone to, you know, go and go and test, test drive the, the Tesla. It's kind of the whole experience is, um, is amazing. You kind of walk into the, the shop and, and the, the, uh, the garage at the back, it looks like some sort of a minimalistic Scandinavian living room. You know what I mean? There's no oil. There's no, uh, there's no, diesel or anything obviously just being electric it's all just plug, plug in and go and then um the thing that that really got got me with when we we're just driving the tesla was how it how the when you start thinking about how the car communicates to uh, not just other electric cars but also every you know diesel and petrol gasoline engine car on, on the road kind of sending and receiving information just to um make the you know make the trip safer it's recording where the cars are how far away um everything is which is kind of um, extremely futuristic yeah it's it's ins- oh, it's just insane like because uh, we had another friend who's got a volkswagen e-golf um like the electric volkswagen mm-hmm. but that was all retrofitted you know so it's like a volkswagen yeah. golf which has been like the same design kind of for a long time and they've tried to put all the electric parts in and they're discontinuing it because i think it's too expensive and not that efficient but I thought, you know, he started from first principles, like everything is built specific as an electric car. There's no, yeah. you know, and then, so I see that Tesla model, what's the cyber truck. Yeah. I was like, what is this? And then, <laughs> and then I'm thinking, well, actually, why would you have to have a bonnet a certain way if you've got no engine yeah. to go in there? And um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's going on. That's in the dream board, the yeah. cyber truck. <laughs> definitely in the dream board <laughs> um and just any other uh, when you're traveling so much is there any um like bit of kit you love to travel with is it you know sleep supplements or is it your own pillow or is there is there you know having a good book is there anything you're um, um is it like the iphone the earbuds are just phenomenal you know to be able to listen to music like podcasts and yeah um yeah a number of things uh, a, a good book, um, a good book's fantastic. Um, we spend we spend so much time on flights. I mean, during the season, we, every week we fly to Australia and back. So, um, so we have two travel days a week. You know, travel days to Australia are pretty large. You know, it's a three and a half hour flight. Um, if you're going to Perth, that's a seven hour flight. If you're going to Cairns, Adelaide, um, Illawarra, it's you know that's two flights or a flight and a bus trip. So, um, at, a, at the start of the season, um, I was kind of like, I'm not. I'm not going to watch any, you know, shitty airplane movie on any of these flights. I'm going to spend um, every second on on the planes either watching basketball film or reading a book, you know, personal development. So I ticked off a lot of books, um, and then I travel with with my Norma Tech as well. So um, which is like a spacesuit look looking thing, um, and you plug it into the wall, and it's just like a um, 
gives you a flush out of your out of your legs. Um, so hop on that the night after a travel travel day, and then um, like a massage release ball as well is huge on 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 you know after a travel day as well, and then just out to some sunlight when we get there. Cool. Yeah, that um, shit must be racking up. You must be gold class by now, aren't you? <laughs> gold, gold class, very gold class, very golden. <laughs> and um, any favorite, any favorite cities on your travels or places you love? You know, having gone to Europe and Oz a lot, and I'm. Just... Um, I really love New York City. We've been there, Berlin. Um, had a great time in Berlin. Um, yeah, that's probably my two favorite favorite have, European. Cities. Have you been to Japan? I've been to Japan. Yes, Tokyo is is amazing. Tokyo is just uh, you know a labyrinth of culture and um, experience in, in itself. So um, yeah, I've been to Tokyo twice now. It's it's always a fantastic experience. Cool. I'd love to get to Japan. Um, mm. Neat. Well, um, she should probably let you. Get back to enjoying the sunshine today. I was like, yeah. nice day to be at the beach, even though it's uh, illegal to surf. So like, yeah. we go good to go check yeah. it out. But um, get, get, get down there. Yeah, and and I guess you got if people want to follow your career. It's your Finn Delaney on the on the Instagram. Is there anywhere else? Yeah. Do you like to um, post up or keep in touch with people? Um, yeah, no, basically just for, for, yeah, just. On um on IG, I like to post uh, some basketball stuff, some art, some literature, some I don't know, just life really. It's, it's where it all goes these days. <laughs> yeah, cool man. Um, oh, it's great to great to hear from you, and great to great to see you. Do you still do you still get to the odd yin yoga class and that kind of thing as well? Um, on my apartment floor at the moment. Um, I haven't um, been in anywhere um lately or, or this this season, but um. Definitely, you know, by myself, it's a, it's a big part of my routine. Cool. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think there's any other questions. I'll be good to get you up, um, get some of your art up on the walls up in Tiara and get you <laughs> a little art, I love it. Art, re- art retreat. And, uh, I love it. With Caitlin, I think that would be neat. And um, Yeah, it'd be cool. Eat some good food, do some, uh, do some training. Yeah. And what – and any, any last message – is there anything you'd love to like share with people um, in terms of just a message? Um, oh, firstly, just, you know, thank you, mate. Appreciate having me on. And then um, just, you know, pursue whatever interest, whatever interest you have, you know, whatever, whatever you have love for, just jump down that wormhole and um, follow it until, until you can't anymore. Yeah. What, and it- what, what I try and do. Neat. And anything for the aspiring young basketballers out there as well? Was there, you know, how to think about following in your footsteps, say? Um, yeah, I mean, to, to go on the back of, back of that message, I think the most important thing is to just love it and, and work, you know, as hard as you can. But, um, you know, these days there's, there's so many paths. You, you can go to the States or you can go to Europe. You can stay in New Zealand. Um, to just find out whatever works for you and just um, be confident in, in the path you choose and, and keep working. Beautiful. Oh, grateful for your time, brother. You're an yeah. inspiration. It's <laughs> Thank love, you, love that Thank dunk, you very much. Dunk <laughs> posts on the grammar. <laughs> the, 
I'm missing it at the moment. <laughs> Shit, it's got to be. It's some. It'd be a cool goal um, to have actually about dunk a ball. I don't know if I've tried it in years, but um, I, th- I think you'd be be pretty close, wouldn't you? Because how how tall are you? You must be six uh, six five. I'm um no, I'm about six seven. I think I'm about two oh one two oh one. Yeah, see, I'm one ninety three, but my uh okay. wing, my wingspan. Yeah, um, is a little bit less. Like I've got yeah, slightly disproportionately shorter arm. Oh, have really? You, have you got? Have I'm, you the, t- I'm the I'm the same actually. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm two oh one. Um, you know, no, normally basketball players seem to be way longer in their arms. Yeah, you know, when you get to the um, you know, the the Americans and, and things like that, they have you know these extremely long arms genetically. Whereas, you know, I don't think the the way what European guys you know really do. I'm about six seven, you know, often six seven long as well, so it doesn't doesn't help too much. Just on that, um, yeah, because I, I think I remember reading like LeBron or something. These, you know, some of these guys like six ten and the arm spans like six eleven mm. or so, you know, a bit like a fighter's mm. reach, like they got this extra yeah. advantage. But what what was um with the with the hops? What's the is there any one particular thing to get that vertical jump that you train on? Do you do strength or do just practice just vertical jump or is there anything you do specifically for that i think it's a combination combination of of everything you know it's uh power speed plus speed power strength i think i was trying to think of a physics equation equals power i can't remember it off the top of my head but um it's definitely speed you know you see guys that can jump that are you know the more bulky build you know i'm a bit more of a bulky jumper that's more of a power and then you see guys like the Tom Abercrombie that are the lighter guys that are just, you know, pogo sticks all around. So um, everything, you know, plyometrics, um, strength work, and then just getting out in your backyard and just jumping lots, I think, helps. I think being a youngster, just trying to dunk the ball all the time was, you know, really helped me. <laughs> oh, man. I'll uh, go work on that. But um, yeah, appreciate your time. Enjoy the sunshine. Have a beautiful weekend. Much love to, to you and Caitlin in the, in the lockdown as well. Thank you, brother. You guys too. Hope you guys are. Looks like you guys are having lots of fun up there. So, um, hope to join you sometime soon. Yeah, that'd no, be great to have you up. Very fortunate to, um, yeah, be locked down in a beautiful place. So, um, for sure. Got to chat with guys like yourself. So, awesome. We'll get awesome. this up and, um, yeah, we'll speak Sweet. soon. Appreciate it, man. You. Well, there we go. Hope you dug it. Hope you're inspired to train hard, play hard, to make some creative magic in your own life and um yeah make sure to follow finn online he he posts some cool stuff paintings basketball highlights just insights into athlete life um only 24 years old he's so so mature i feel like he's got the world is his oyster or with the little champagne granata on the side um yeah really excited to see what finn does so excited to hear from you too again sign up for the newsletter Share with a friend. Let me know. Leave a review. We'd love to hear from you all. And um, and love to hear what everyone's working on in the lockdown as well and what you might like help with. You know, there's oh, so many ideas I've been thinking about um, from, you know, high-quality supplements and green powders, uh, you know, really focusing on the health at this time to online, you know, online communities I think is so important. So I think we could create a corner around, with, around the podcast and people that are, want to up you know, 
up-level in every aspect of their life and um, I know mental health is a big issue at the moment as well so that's something worth diving into and then just the hospitality industry and all the business ideas that are going to come out of this as well as we try and um, you know make some opportunities out of the obstacles out of the challenging times there's also plenty to look forward to so hope you dug it thanks again for listening peace love happiness and as always think less experience more Add to the bad, to the bad, to the bone Look real close, I should've known Heels on the toes to be matching the code And the jewels on the rose to add to the show Mm-mm, fine, Clementine What I gotta do to make you mine Girl, you set my heart on fire Open fire, I could die from Sweet tea and I need refreshment Best in the sheets for to keep me guessing Must aim to please teach me a lesson Geek band to beat dog creek a second I'll stop, bumble clock Do you wanna run to the sun or not? If you wanna fly, better come inside Go along